Tuesday, June 27th, 2018, also known as Rusev Day, and you are tuned in to This is NXT from here in the locker room studios on One Wrestling Video, as well as the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, available in audio version only at hittingthemarks.podbean.com. My name is Jargo. As you can see, we've made some changes here inside of the locker room studios, but one thing that hasn't changed is we are here tonight to talk a little bit about NXT. So let's kick things off. Coming to us from Full Sail University in Orlando, Florida. This, of course, the first set of taping since TakeOver Chicago. The show kicks off with the announcement of the new tag team champions, Mustache Mountain. For people like myself who did not watch the UK special on the WWE Network as of yet. Uh, This, of course, transpiring at the NXT UK tournament at the Royal Albert Hall, which aired Monday and Tuesday on the WWE Network. We then come back live in sale of the Full Sail Arena as Aleister Black makes his entrance. This, of course, the first time that we've heard from the champion since TakeOver Chicago. Alistair grabs the mic and is welcomed by the Full Sail faithful. Adversity is how you deal with adversity, which is what defines you as a champion, Alistair tells us. Alistair then goes on to praise Lars Sullivan and his match at TakeOver Chicago. Uh, But when faced with that adversity, Alistair says he made it fade to black. Enter everyone's favorite dirtbag, Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa says that you may have stood up to the face of adversity, but now it is time that you come face-to-face with the devil. At least Tommaso Ciampa knows his role inside of this story. Uh, Ciampa says that the title makes Alistair Black. It's not Alistair Black making the title. He reminds us that the main event at TakeOver was Ciampa versus Gargano, and Ciampa was the one who was victorious. And not only did he beat Johnny Wrestling, he did it with his hands literally tied behind his back. But now, Ciampa is focused on the NXT Championship. Ciampa says there's a certain mystique to Aleister Black, but when Ciampa defeats Black, he will lose more than the NXT Championship. He will lose that mystique, and his reign will fade to Black. Ciampa then waves goodbye and exits. Yes, please! I've been saying that we needed a personal challenge for Aleister Black, and Tommaso Ciampa absolutely fits the build. In fact, I can't think of anybody inside of NXT that would be better for Aleister Black to be facing at this point other than Tommaso Ciampa. Let's just hope that Ciampa can make this feel as personal as the feud did with Gargano, and I'm not even opposed here, guys. I agree with Tommaso Ciampa. There is a mystique to Aleister Black, but where we disagree is it's not that Black is going to lose that mystique in losing to Tommaso Ciampa. That mystique was lost when Aleister Black won the NXT Championship. I'm all for Tommaso Ciampa taking this title. Of course, we would find out a little bit more as far as Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Aleister Black, and this entire story would start to unfold a little bit later on inside of this episode. We cut back to the announce desk. Welcome back, Marl Ronaldo. God knows we missed you at TakeOver Chicago. And they give us an update on the aforementioned Lars Sullivan. Evidently, Lars is out with a broken jaw. They show us the x-rays. Uh, this is the first that I have heard about this injury. I'm going to have to research this a little bit. Uh, catch up with us Friday at hittingthemarks.podbean.com. I will have an update for you. Uh, see if this is a shoot injury or if this is some kind of, of work that's going on just to rebuild Lars and give him back some credibility in taking that loss to Aleister Black at TakeOver Chicago. We then go to a bit of a press conference uh, outside of what I assume 
Bloom was full sale with Vanessa Bourne. Uh, Vanessa Bourne starts throwing some shade at everyone's favorite pirate princess, Kyrie Sane. Seems we're going to be getting a program between these two ladies. Great to see Kyrie moving away from the Lacey Evans program, but I'm not sure that Vanessa Bourne is quite the direction that I would go here. I guess we'll kind of see. Um, I'm not really sure why we're using Kyrie Sane to make other stars. Why don't we just let Kyrie Sane be the star? It's like Kyrie Sane already made Lacey Evans. Now she's going to end up making Vanessa Bourne. I don't necessarily understand what the thought process is here with Kyrie Sane. It feels like she's being punished for being the next Japanese lady in after Asuka. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens when Lo Shiree actually joins the NXT women's roster. Um, then we go to uh, Kona Reeves, a.k.a. The Finest, making his way to the ring. He's taking on Job Squad member Maxim Verto, at least I think think that was his name uh he's a jobber so it doesn't matter too much but with a name like Verto, it was really hard to catch the pronunciation with the full sale crowd and everything else going on uh full sale actually cheering on the job squad here something is just missing from kona reeves with the full sale faithful uh basically a squash feature match here for kona reeves i'm just not into this guy and neither is full sale which means he's probably going to do great on the main roster uh, there's just some there's some type of star that comes out of NXT that the Full Sail Faithful don't like. I never get into the guy. Everybody thinks that he's just going to completely fall flat, and then that character turns out to be Elias. Or that character turns out to be Alexa Bliss. I, I got that feeling people are going to be really, really high on Kona Reeves, given his height, given his look, given his lineage. I'm just not one of them, and I don't think anybody at Full Sail is very high on the finest either. Uh, Candice LeRae then makes her entrance into Full Sail. Uh, great to see Candice actually in action rather than just playing the role of Mrs. Gargano. She takes on the uh, first lady of NXT, Lacey Evans, on this week's show. After a brief uh, feeling out period, Lacey takes advantage early, then Candice goes to work with some chain wrestling. Lacey uh, gets the advantage again on Candice, slams her arm into the ring post and begins to go to work on the arms and shoulder. You get a quick roll up from Candice and Lacey is right back on top going to work on the arm and shoulder. Really good stuff from both girls here psychologically. Uh, then the crowd really starts to get behind Candice looking for the comeback. Candice makes it back to her feet only to be cut off by Evans. Great heat there for Lacey Evans. Um, again, back to her feet with the Full Sail Faithful crowd behind her. Candace starts hitting the comeback, all while doing all she can to protect that left arm and shoulder. A flying DDT off the top, and Full Sail breaks into a Let's Go Candace chant after a huge lion salt. And I mean huge. Like, Candace got really, really high on this lion salt. Uh, Candace picks up the huge win. I think it's the first time a lion salt has actually finished a match since about 1996 before the uh, Walls of Jericho, the Lion Tamer, would actually get invented. Uh, really good match here. Really enjoyed both of these girls' stuff. Um, I'm, I'm still feeling a disconnect, though, between Lacey Evans. It feels like Candace just kind of held her hand and guided her through this entire match while, while Lacey was just hitting all of her big quote-unquote spots. Uh, good stuff, though. Really enjoyed this match. Uh, really intrigued to see what they're going to do with Candice LeRae and Lacey Evans, as I feel like this is a huge win for Candice, and it absolutely defines Lacey into that lower tier on the NXT women's roster. Then we get to uh, Johnny Gargano backstage, and he is just stoic for this interview segment. Uh, he says that 
Candice LeRae is his favorite wrestler. Well, I would hope so because that's your wife and Candice is fantastic. So that would make sense. He says he keeps replaying Chicago over and over again in his mind. He says he even went back and watched the match. And then he goes off on this huge, long, like stoic tirade about Tommaso Ciampa taking off his silicone wedding ring, spitting on it and throwing it into the crowd. I mean, I'm pretty sure Ciampa would just give him the six bucks to go to Walmart and buy another one. Um, But so he went back, he watched the match. He says Ciampa doesn't get to win here. He says, Gargano is going to talk to Mr. Regal and request a rubber match between these two. It doesn't matter if it happens next week, if it happens in Brooklyn, if it happens in a grocery store. This ends when Ciampa ends. My immediate thought was, wow, he sounds way too much like Eddie Edwards in the Sammy Callahan feud. I do not want to see Gargano go off on this crazed, obsessed becoming the heel mission to get even with Tommaso Ciampa. That's not the story I want to see here. Let's break these two apart for a little while. Let Ciampa go off, maybe win the NXT title, and maybe we get Gargano and Ciampa 3 for the NXT championship. Kind of like that. Um, We also then get another vignette with Heavy Machinery, who is coming for the Mighty, as well as evidently some brats and hot dogs. I'm not really sure that anyone cares, but this could be a fun undercard tag program. Unfortunately, I'm just not really into either one of these two teams, so hopefully this will be fairly quick and and a little bit painless. Uh, Then we get a tweet from Mr. Regal announcing that Johnny Wrestling needs to move on from Tommaso Ciampa, and Gargano will face EC3 next week. Thank you, Mr. Regal. Thank you for agreeing with me that we need to split these two up. Um, As far as the EC3 thing goes, obviously EC3 feels he has a score to settle with Johnny Wrestling as Johnny Wrestling interrupted one of his matches to announce that he had signed his contract for uh, Gargano and Ciampa 2 a couple of weeks ago. I'm curious where this is going to rank things out inside of the hierarchy, because it seems as though we're going to have Tommaso Ciampa going after Aleister Black come Brooklyn time. It also seems as though the North American match has been set up, so we'll have to see exactly what kind of program we're going to get here between EC3 and Johnny Gargano. Maybe this is something that carries through all the way until Brooklyn as well. Uh, that we then get a Candace backstage segment. Uh, Candace says that she has now kind of reevaluated her career, and it's time for her to refocus on her future and her goals. And that goal is the NXT Women's Championship. Yes, please. Can I get Candace LeRae versus Shayna Baszler in Brooklyn? Because I would like that very much. And please, God, let Candace LeRae win. Please, God, let Candice LeRae become the NXT Women's Champion. I would absolutely love to see that. Uh, speaking of champions, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, the aforementioned Mustache Mountain, enter full sail, showing off their newly won NXT Tag Team Championships. They'll be taking on the team of Dave Dixon and Carl Alexander, or not, as the uh, former champions, the Undisputed Era, Undisputed Era dispose of uh, those two rather quickly, just kind of toss them off the stage and they disappear. O'Reilly and Strong make it clear that the victory at the Royal Albert Hall was a fluke. As Undisputed Era surround the ring, out comes the one and only Ricochet. It seems as though we are now poised for a giant six-man main event, and perhaps more importantly, a Ricochet versus Adam Cole feud for the North American Championship? Yes, please. 
That's exactly what I want to see out of Ricochet and Adam Cole right now. Uh, we go to a brief commercial and come back just in time for the bell to ring as our big six-man main event is underway. Really good stuff from both teams here. It's not often that you get a match with so much character work, hard-hitting physical action, mat wrestling, as well as fast-paced, high-flying sequences that Ricochet supplies. At the end, of course, the Dirty Heels find a way to pull this thing out, but what a fantastic match from all six guys. Hats off to everyone involved. Obviously, Obviously, we know that the Undisputed Era versus Mustache Mountain Feud will be continuing, and let's hope that Ricochet and Adam Cole will be carrying over as well, hopefully until TakeOver at Brooklyn. Uh, so that's going to wrap things up for this episode of This is NXT here at One Wrestling Video and Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. Find us on Twitter at HTMPWPod at One Wrestling, and find me across all social media platforms at NotJargo. Myself and Huckleberry Number 1, RBV, will be right back here at One Wrestling Video this Friday night after Ring of Honor's Best in the World, so be sure to subscribe and hit the little bell down there so you know when we go live. Of course, you can also find us at hittingthemarks.podbean.com this Friday for all the news that is news from across the professional wrestling world. That's it for tonight's show. We'll talk to you Wednesday at Hitting the Mark, or Friday, rather, at Hitting the Marks, and next Wednesday, right back here at One Wrestling Video for this is NXT.